welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan, who is sat opposite a blue dry robe. I'm sat opposite a red one. He's got a blue robe, she's got a red robe. No, no idea what he's 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 singing. Not there. not a song. Also, not, not a song that ever made it. No, we don't chart. have a wasp inside the car. I thought we had a wasp inside the van. We we have these mufflers, don't they? Yeah. Who knew? Dryrob was so versatile. Um, for soundproofing and the sound in here, mate. Doing it in the van is just it's epic, and this is quite authentic. We're doing a a surf podcast in a surfing van, and you have been for a surf, and I have bought. A new surfboard. So there's a lot of surf stuff going on, although I'm a bit of a plastic surfer because I haven't actually surfed. Recently. I've surfed today. Um, you have? Not, not incredibly well, having just seen the videos. <laughs> well, listen. But hey, it was, I a, just vi- it was a go go foam or go home session. Go. F- I like that. That's a good one. I filmed you, didn't I? You did. And I don't know if you, did you know I was on the... No, I, I, I usually like to get permission before strange men film me. <laughs> I filmed you and yeah, it was... Well, they weren't epic waves, but there was a few little runners, and we just looked at the video just now, didn't we? And, and it's 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 good. Video video can be pretty useful. Yeah, because depending on the character you're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, it, it hurts, doesn't it, sometimes to look at yourself on any replay? But um, what is it, what it's really great for is I, I'm trying. In fact, I was trying in this session, but it just wasn't coming through to get my arm to come around to really do the sort of ombi arm. Let's call it where you kind of bring. You arm all the way over and round rather than stroking the cat, which I seem to be very good at, where it just stays high <laughs> and is sort of patting some imaginary creature. <laughs> that's what, what I've never heard of that I, one. I think that's a term, yeah. I think they might use it. Oh, Clayton's used it. But yeah, where I'm just sort of, one arm's coming round, one arm is sort of rigid and uh, I'm just sort of, yeah, stroking an imaginary cat in the air what? instead of bringing it round over my shoulder and completing a full radical cutback. You know, I, um, I've i only have ever had one proper coaching experience. It was a friend in Portugal, in Irasira. Big shout out to Tiago Silva, who's probably listening to this podcast. Great, sir. Hopefully surfing a, a really in good condition second-hand puddle jumper as well. What One hopes so, because you did sell him a second-hand puddle jumper. So he's he's frothing on that, I hope. Um, he, We were on a surf trip and there was a little break between sessions and we went down and did a bit of surf skating and he watched me do my front side cutback, which is effectively also your backside bottom turn because it's going to replace him one for the other. But he, he pointed out that my arm gets my, my right arm. So that's the arm that's higher than, than, than the left. I'm, I'm, I'm regular foot. So my left hand obviously drops down. My right arm comes up to create sort of like a sort of 45 degree angle with your arms as you twist sort of thing. And he pointed out that we did these really cool slow-mos of surf skating on this quite cool little sort of gentle ramp. I'm not a good sk- skater by any means. This is what with like a sort of 30 degree ramp. So it gives you a nice little wall to do a turn. And he was like, no, no, Will, you, you've got to get your left hand way lower towards your ankle. I'm like, whoa. And then get your, your right arm bent. So you're not wasting energy with your right hand waving at people in the air. My my right arm does this really high. Hello, everybody. Hello, I'm doing a cutback on the wave. <laughs> you put your hands up. Put your hands up. Oh, it's brilliant. It's very camp actually. It's very so. Hello, I'm coming round, and it's just it's it's so. He said no, just bend it and then and then drop way more weight into that front leg and and get your body a little tighter and lower. 
whoa, amazing difference. And then since then, I have done the best ever cutbacks I've done in, in my little surf journey. And there was a surf about two weeks ago when I was on that Cali twin. And gee, best best feeling I've had, in, or one of the best feelings I've had in surfing, because it was that feeling like I was just entering into a new doorway. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter where you are with your surf journey. It doesn't matter at all. The only thing that matters is how you feel. And when you keep going into these new rooms, that's all it's about. I think that's a, that's that that therein lies the reminder because we've talked about this loads, haven't we? But good to see yourself for progression. But if it ruins the energy and the feel of your surf, then don't don't look at it. Just just go with the feeling. Um, but if you want to progress, technically, you do need to have a look at where you're going wrong and where certainly where I'm going wrong. Interesting today, it was about I got in with this mindset of. I'm going to just keep trying this arm thing <laughs> and to see that it's not work, you're not quite getting there. It is really, is really interesting because most of the waves today were, f- you know, in inverted commas, failed completions, but they were failed from the point of view of trying something that I need to get, right? So it's like, go, fall, go, fall, go, you know, and it's very rare that you get the chance to do that. Now, it was, it, it was made easier by the fact there was no one else in to start with. There's nobody else in the water. Um, so you think, well, I just, what have I got to lose? I'm not in anybody's way. I'm just going to keep getting up, going and trying this thing. Uh, and then it was made more difficult by the fact that our waves are a little slack, aren't they? On, on days like this, they look nice, but they're quite underwhelming. Uh, and this foam is quite tricky to sort of maneuver as well, as I've mentioned before. Um, although some of that is me rather than the board, but the kind of concept of going to try something and most of that session being, you know, like painful, I liken that to that learning in the jujitsu thing now as well with ads is that you go i'm gonna get wiped out for the next six months doing this but hopefully within those times of getting your ass kicked you know on the mat or in the sea uh you're learning something and you're learning something new and then your brain sort of rewires to go okay i know how to do that now and then off you go and you're, you're up and running again really good do i really like that and when you when you mentioned that thing about your hands it made me think about Rob Machado, who once, I remember him mentioning and saying, don't go in with any preconceived idea about what you want to do. And then you've got someone else like Clayton from Ombi, uh, and myself included, and, and us, you as well, I'm sure, who would, who would like to do things like, right, just take off. Ne- just, just work and work and work tirelessly, just at the, at the energy input, mental input of take off, take off, take off, and just let your surfing be what it needs to be but put more emphasis on, let's say that, and work at one thing at a time. And the thing is, is I don't think anyone's, anyone's right, because of course there's wisdom in bo- both of those approaches. I think that we would all love to get in the water and surf like Rob Machado. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's an obvious, I say we all would, I mean, that's a big statement, but the way he f- f- surfs with flow, and I, but I, and I get the sentiment of what Rob Machado is saying, and I agree as well. Like when, when the stars align, and we've all had these surfs, they don't happen all the time, but when the stars align and you go in so present and so fluent in your body and so connected to your equipment and the way that all of the elements of what you're trying to work on come together. Now, now that, that does happen, but is that realistic for that to happen every surf? Absolutely not. So we've got to have something that grounds things in a process and a journey. And I do agree with coaches like Clayton who say, look, bottom turn, what is it? Just work on that. Just feel that. Are you getting off the bottom? Are you, or point the, point the, the nose of the board to the beach are you getting to the beach or are you just a down the line surfer you know so really 
you know, I, I get both approaches, but I think it's with our practices in wellness, with yoga, with breathing, with resistance training on your weak muscles in particular, with working on your pop, with working on your equipment and so on, really all, all this work on, you are going to get those happy accidents when everything comes together. But if you do all of the training that you do and all the practice you do to get those spontaneous, incredible serves, well, they might evade you because they really only happen as they happen in the, in the spontaneous moment. You don't know when that's going to happen. And, and they only happen if you keep showing up and you keep trying and you keep giving it a go. And you can be absolutely certain that it will never happen if you don't. So part of the uh, progression in anything is just just turn up. Just whatever, however you feel, get into that ritual of I'm going anyway. Because um, I certainly fall out of it sometimes. And you're like, oh, God, I can't be bothered. But actually, the more you just kind of almost go on autopilot so that you go, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a surfer, so I'm, of course I'm going to go in today. Uh, and then you keep that up and you keep that repetition up and through repetition and um, trying new things, you, you'll find, you find a really good place. Um, but it doesn't feel like it at the time it's going absolutely tits up, you know? So true. And you've got to know yourself in surf performance. This is so much why we do this show. You know, you, you're growing in self-awareness and if you go to do a turn and you fall, um, how do you react? And that is mindfulness. That, that is awareness coming to the fore. I mean, when you're in a crowd, how do you react? When your board isn't performing how you like it to, how do you react? And it's this constant reaction to what's going on in the surf. You've got two roots. You've got one, which is frustration and ego and anxiety and all this kind of stuff that pulls you away and gets you into this place you don't want to be in. And then you've got this other road, which is to be aware, not to eliminate frustration. That's ridiculous. I'm not saying that. But to just be aware of the rising up of your emotions and in doing so with your breathing, increase this awareness of yourself and, and then you can let that pass and move into the next moment. The thing, with, the, the thing with, 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 with surfers who, and this is what I consider a great surfer, is someone who's stoked. Someone who's stoked and loving it and, in, and, and just enjoying their surf. Like, so you want to be that surfer who consistently enjoys. The, the reason why they do is because they are just very, very good at letting go of the past. Because inevitably, they're going to fall off. Inevitably, they're going to get annoyed with the crowd inevitably they're going to be like anyone so how do they keep enjoying well they it's self-awareness because uh, yeah. they they know when they're getting down that road and they know then how to pull themselves out and embracing the frivolity of surfing mm. it's fun it isn't like it's not well, it can be life or death if you're surfing big waves but like you take that a bit out of it and you go well i'm here i'm here to have a great time and hopefully most people are. so if you're slapping the water and oh fuck every time you miss a wave <laughs> What? How insane is that, really? If we really break it down as humans, yeah, of course it's frustrating. You just missed a wave, yeah. But if your reaction is to laugh and you kind of almost enjoy the high of it, because the whole experience should be uh, joyous and uh, you know a kind of expression of yourself and messing around and having a, having fun. And the more you open yourself up to, uh, you know, laughing as you fall, as, as as opposed to sort of slapping the water and getting angry with yourself the more you progress, bizarrely. And, and I think that's the thing. And look, I've fallen into that. I think even today I was like, oh. <laughs> and then you have to go, why am I getting pissed off? I'm in, I'm in the sea. I'm not at work. I'm having a good time. This is where I want to be. So to kind of, kind of make that an, area, an arena of frustration seems 
to undermine the whole concept of enjoying yourself while you surf. That's so true. And it's, dude, it's, it's wonderful how, and this is a beautiful and perfect paradox that when you have someone who, and you can tell in their body language, is, is, is not growing internally as a surfer, because that's, that's the external we're going to come on to, but you can tell in them that there's this kind of ego that is, is, is really, really unaware of itself that's so, so concerned about not falling off and not looking silly and not look, not being an idiot and not, not being on a board that looks too big and all that kind of stuff that we all see in the water. We do see this. You get a vibe from them. The crazy thing is they're not enjoy, enjoying it as much, which just is, seems ridiculous to us, but they're also therefore not progressing at all. They're plateauing because they are way too concerned with how they look. And if you're too concerned with how you look, you're not going to try shit. You're going to really want to take off late under the lip and come up the lip and smack it and do that one day, you're going to fall off a lot of times. But if you take off safe on the shoulder and you're more kind of looking down at the nose of your board and you're, you're surfing the wave horizontally, well, yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll make a lot of waves. It, it's, it's just the way, you know, it's the reliability of that goes up. So it's, it's so much of it is, is ego, isn't it? We've got to, and listen, I'm just like, I'm just like anyone else. I'm just like anyone else. If I'm in a lineup in a, a, a more high performance environment and there's a few surfers around and it all gets a bit like, well, there's, they're all pretty good. And there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of hustling. Damn well, my ego goes, it, I absolutely, and I'm aware of it. No doubt I am. Of course I am. But it does, it does start to increase because it's, it's like, I'd, oh, I don't want to fuck up in front of these people because then I won't get another wave. And then they'll think I'm not very good at surfing. And what will that then say about me? And, oh, what's wrong with me? And, and then you sort of go through this, this ridiculous merry-go-round inside the mind um and i said oh i might look silly dude you're dressed head to toe in rubber (laughs) and you're carrying a like a flotation device under your arm (laughs) with a string attached to your ankle don't worry about looking like an idiot eh? (laughs) because we we're we're on the seafront people are looking at us yeah like what the hell are you doing like you know so it's absolutely right liam and when you're in your own bubble, yeah, of oh, we're all surfers, but we, you, you don't realise what bubble that is. And then when you look, if you go out the bubble and look back, and go, oh god, what, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? We're taking it so seriously. It's just so funny. But we we would love to keep going back there. Oh, and, it's and, a human and, and I and I know, I know, I surf better when I'm super relaxed and not taking myself seriously, just laying in rail and just giving it a crack off the lip and. And taken off late and, and whatever. Am I there all the time? Hell no. Not at all. But I think that as we grow in awareness of surface, we're building better contrast. Contrast, contrast, contrast. Between the times where you're like, oh yeah, I did get that right. I did just relax. And the times where you didn't, where you were all tightened up because you were too concerned. But if you're not on a growth and awareness journey, you don't know the difference. Ah, true. So you, you can only learn, only learn that difference by being aware. And, 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 and this... This kind of where, you know, we've we not done this for a while, but I suppose in every show the, there's a sort of parallel. Sur- surfing is a metaphor for life, isn't it, often? And you, you kind of, for the things that you learn in the surf, and this is part of the conversations we've been having for years, you and I, Will, is that you say, yeah, yes. you, you know, yes. <clears throat> you go, well, you know, so what if you look stupid? Because kind of if you have that in your mind that uh, everything that you're doing has a, uh, in in this kind of human world that we live in, as a sort of sense of absurdity about it, 
yet we take it entire, incredibly seriously. Now, I know there are some things that people do that are incredibly serious jobs or incredibly, and they, they are matters of life and death. But a lot of the sort of ego world that exists, a lot of this kind of biggest protected uh, egos um, really exist in environments where they, to everybody else, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like irrelevant. You know, even jobs, you know, all these kind of high finance guys pushing money that they don't actually have around the world and striding the globe like they own the place. Um, it's an absurdity if you look at it in a way. They're sort of missing the point sometimes of being human, of kind of this amazing human condition. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Have we got a date? No, it must be, um, it must be Rob Machado. Oh, it's, it's, it's Rob. It's, it's oh, Ro- hey, Rob. It's Rob Machado. <laughs> How are you doing, Rob? <laughs> Hey, man, how's it going? No, he's not Australian, is he? <laughs> <laughs> that was more like a sort of uh, young Kelly Slater. Um, no, but it's all absurd, isn't it, the of stuff that we is. do? So, you know, the, the better we can sort of almost take our minds to this place of having a great time, enjoying this very short... You know, and that's where I'm going with this, right? So every wave's really a short wave. It doesn't last very long. It's not a big... Um, it's not a big ride, but it's what you can make the most of that thing and, and have fun while you're doing it. And there, therein lies a parallel with life, you know? It's a short ride. So get up and smile while you're surfing rather than uh, let, and I'm talking to myself here, let the weight of the heavy world weigh very much on your shoulders. There's so much great things to explore and magic and mystical things to look at, you know, in, within the natural world of the sea and beaches and forests that we're crazy to just take this thing super seriously you know we get bogged down with uh life don't we and and uh it's 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 just trying to trying to sort of peek a little bit through the curtain and see that there's there's lots of good stuff out there to enjoy mm, so true i think that's where friends play such a big role but hugely we, we in going into surfs with friends the ones you want to be surfing with you are reminded of of why you surf. Um, it's to it's to release, to be present, to have connection and good times. And it's so much more fun with those friends. I think it's that 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 quote, which is a joy shared is a joy doubled. And um, it's so much of why, as we grow as surfers in awareness, we, we're growing in in our awareness of who we spend time with. Um, there will be people who who maybe years ago you, you no longer spend as much time with because. There wasn't that connection, and that's that's vital. And and don't we ever think that's uh, you know us maybe you know becoming you know that kind of person you don't want to be. In fact, it's the exact opposite. You know, as you grow as a person, oftentimes you, your friendship circle can can reduce down and become much smaller because you start to realise just how much energy you, you used to give to other uh, friendships that actually didn't serve you and and didn't provide you the joy that you're now being provided by by maybe a smaller circle much smaller sometimes so in surfing that's 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 a factor too you want those surfers who are that you know who genuinely feel like they have your back that they um are, are gunning for you to do well um and that there's a camaraderie in that in that process for me it's so much more fun if I can see a friend uh, do really well and have a great time and, and then me see that, then me just have the, the good time. Like, I, it, it's such a nice feeling when it feels as if everyone has a good time. But 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 is that realistic? No, I don't think it is. Sometimes th- there are occasions where, you know, you will have had a great surf and a friend might not have and then vice versa. And I think that's part of the journey too. We've got to sort of weirdly kind of be there for each other a little bit like that. Because it is, you know, we, we, we've had it before, you and I, you know, it, it come out of surfs where one of us has had a, 
tricky time on his side of better time. In fact, your joke, your, your joke the other day made me giggle so much when we'd been in the scenes in in up on the north coast. And I do tend to get a fair few waves. I've I've got a fair fair wave count, and maybe that's about to go down because I've got I've just bought a smaller board. So who knows? Maybe that's Sidmothian's getting a few waves back back off me. Liam's just nodding right now. Um, and and but it's this thing where. I yeah I'd had a, I'd had a pretty good surf and I'd had a, a lot of ways and <laughs> one of our friends Ollie um, had had taken off in front of me so technically it was my wave and I took off too just to watch him I wasn't gonna gonna and all all I did was uh, I, I'm just dropping in to watch I'm just watching no but I was behind I was on the peak it was it was technically my wave so I I said to Ollie Ollie go like go on it's going you have this wave right but I took off anyway just to watch him. And then he and then he looked back and went, "Oh no, I'm on his wave," and, and he jumped off. And afterwards, and so he was he was annoyed with me more because I was trying to be, I think, too kind. I was more. I I, th- I think I should have just let him go and not get on his wave. But the, but the thing with it was is that <laughs> he was he'd had a he'd had a pretty ropey surf by his own admission. He hadn't had a great one. And you then said, "Yeah, it was it was funny. It was a bit like it was a bit like J- Jeff Bezos giving it giving it to a mate a fiver or something. It was like it was quite. A, I quite enjoyed that. It was quite funny." <laughs> yeah. But you do have that sometimes. That, where that you, was, that's how generous. That's the point. That, was you were saying you were being generous. That's me being generous. Like, yeah, Jeff you know, Bezos just, just get, but, is a fiver, and <laughs> making you think he's doing you the big, biggest favor in the world. <laughs> well, sorry, he's already out about a million. But no, I think it's um, you do have those sessions. I mean, I, I, I've had them. I've, I've had them, and you, and you come out and go. In particular, where we tend to swap on that is when I've been on maybe a longboard or struggling, struggling a bit and finding it the waves a bit small and whatever and you and my fact there was one I always remember which was um, North Coast Cornwall and we were on a break we could talk about it's just Tolkien it was, it's one of the breaks in Newquay um, and I was up, not, I was probably not on enough volume I wasn't having a great time you'd had some some real bangers because it was your kind of when you're in that zone that two foot zone to three feet you, you just surf it so well so I think you'd had an amazing one but some, that just happens right it does go one way or the other quite often and then and we've got to be with that. Like a hairy Noel Salas. <laughs> Dude, that's actually, you have yeah. such a similar build to Noel Salas. Yeah. I've got to say, honestly, bless Noel Salas' heart. It. Can I just... We're can, about can, the same age as well. Can, honestly, honestly, I'd love to have Noel on the show one day. I really would because I, I, I'd love to just talk to him and say, look, Noel, seriously... Do you think that blokes or ladies who are watching this are going, yeah, yeah, no, this is a good, you know, lower trestles, two feet overhead, glass, and, <laughs> and, you, and, you're, and you are basically professional standard surfer. I mean, dude. Are you, He's like, I'm just an average, I'm just an average Joe, just surfing an average wave. It's like, what the f- <laughs> Come on, seriously. Where, where I like surfboard brands, like, and this is why... I, I'm a, such a big fan of Lost because you'll see Matt Barless in footage or some of his average Joes in footage and you go, yeah, there you go. They're, they're on puddle jumpers and things like that. We're, we're, they're on the boards that surfers actually ride because what we see so often, dude, and you and I have seen this a million times, is you see blokes out there on boards that are way too small for them because they have been sucked in by the marketing. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I it, it doesn't get me as much as it used to when I first, because I, I used to get intimidated. You see, for the, these guys paddle out and you're like, ooh, it's going to be good, this guy. I better watch this. I'm watching because I'm going to learn something here. And then you go, hmm, okay, I just missed the first wave. 
Oh, second one. Yep. Okay. Third. Wow. Yeah. Definitely boards might not be helping that dude. There. And um, and it's mar- they'd be marketed to, haven't they? Really, you know, to say yeah. get this board. It's going to be you're going to rip like Noel Salas, or you're going to you know maybe even talking about Rob Machado. It's like wow. Yeah, of course. Rob, Rob Machado's surfing his seaside, the small, the medium, the large ones, whatever he, he's got. He makes it look so easy and he makes it look like the best board that you're going to ever have under your feet. But the reason that it looks good and the reason it looks easy is because super skilled people make difficult things look very, very easy. So it, 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 it's just like a false promise in a way. What you want to see is uh, some kind of middle-aged guy from bristol who get doesn't get to the surf very frequently surfing that kind of board and giving you as we've said this before i mean giving you an honest appraisal about yeah it was okay and i found this was right about it and that was wrong about it but as we repeat from like like a mantra i might get a tattoo of it it's like the best thing you can do with anything you're doing sport wise is when it comes to the equipment that you buy or things that you wear is to really look in the mirror and say is it me is it is it what's holding it what's holding my progression back uh the thing that i want to do next and invariably it isn't the equipment it's the the condition that you're in or the practice that you've had or the uh, energy that you've put into it whatever it is start with yourself rather than the equipment and rob machado could like again i'm repeating myself could ride a baking tray at lower trestles and you would you would be like, wow, I've got to get that baking tray. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip. I want a fucking, I want a, I want a, a one six, yeah. a little one six, you know, by by half an inch. Oh, it's a, it, the Teflon, it's, it's, it's Teflon construction. <laughs> it's amazing. It's got non-stick on the top. How do you get? Well, you got to get this special non-stick wax. And but but, dude, honestly, I um, I've seen it in loads of surfers where being the sport that it is, you need to be athletic. You really do. And they might even still train, right? But when you don't get the diet right and you're carrying half a stone, stone, stone and a half, for anyone listening outside the UK, you know, five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds too much weight and, and north of that, you bet your bottom dollar it's not the board. Bet your bottom dollar. Now, fair enough, if you're lean and you're strong and you're powerful and you're flexible and you've got good balance, which is all the parameters of surf, uh, good surfing uh, that you need physically, then it's just technique. And that's practice and technique and getting the right balls and the right waves. And that's technique, 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 technique. You and I a bit more, a bit more towards that technique side because, because pretty lean um, and pretty strong. Um, but you can test that in the gym. You can look at how people move in the gym and, and what are their pull-ups like? What are their press-ups like? How, how do they work on their core, their pop-up and all these land-based exercises and so on? How, what's their side lunging like? You know, how well, how deeply do they forward lunge and all these sort of functional movements. And when, when people struggle on land, well, <laughs> holy, holy shit, you get them on a little piece of fiberglass and on a moving object. And well, yeah, you know the rest. And, and I think what it is, it's the humility, right? When, when you've got surfers enjoying themselves the most, they're also enjoying themselves the most on land. And that doesn't mean then they're eating all the wrong stuff. In fact, it's the exact opposite, because as we know, the healthier you feel on land, the happier you feel. It's not these temporary spikes in happiness when you chuck down a load of biscuits that's that's like what five minutes ten minutes and then it's done and then you've got yeah. this weight that you're carrying which slows your surfing down i mean i'm i've, I've been heavy you know i've been i've been unhealthily so um in my younger years for a bit you know for a bit i, I I'm, I'm grateful i did this young in a way um because 
you know, there's an element. I mean, there's there's always time to 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 improve. But I would say that I heard. I forget who said this, but and it stuck with me. It's like nothing feels as good as strong, you know. And that's relative, you know. I'm not. You don't compare yourself to other people, but in your in your own sort of fitness, you know. And it's a bit like you don't appreciate your health until you're ill. And when you're ill, you're like, oh god, I don't want to feel like this forever. So. So the flip side of that is to try and maintain some sense of fitness and strength for as long as you can relative to your years um, and relative to your size and your capability. But make make yourself the strongest version of yourself that you can because there's no downside to that, really. Um, and, you know, again, we, we touched on this before in previous shows. It's like, well, when people say, well, why would you? Why were you doing all that for? What are you training, what are you training for? You say... And again, I'm, I'm nicking this from, I forget who, maybe it was Tyson or somebody said it, but they said, oh, I'm training for life. That's, what I'm tra- that's why I want to be fit. It's not about the, the f- fight that you're going to have or the surfing, although that you can only fight as well as you train uh, or surf as well as you train or whatever you want to run as well as you train. And the same is with life, isn't it? You never know when you might need to use some sense of your physical physicality. Uh, so it better. It's like an insurance, right? You better to have it than not, um, and and better to have it at the point that you need it rather than get to the point that you need fitness or you need strength or you need that little bit of extra, and you've got to start from that beginning, bit, you know. So I, I think kind of it's, it's it's overlooked that you know in this world is that you, you, it's it, it's a hard thing to say, but I, I I always feel better the stronger I am relative to where I've been in the past. Oh, so well put, dude. I think the the, the the insights that dawn on me as you're speaking are that so many surfers around the world who want to get more enjoyment from the sport, catch more waves, surf the waves better, feel more flow, et cetera, et cetera, are possibly, if not probably, um, overfed. I'm thinking about this on, on the spot, but overfed, understretched and overtrained because it is actually fairly straightforward just pumping out some training, going to some fitness classes, get you... Do some hit training, do some some more bike, do extra walking, step, 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 so on, so on, so on, so on. Ironically, the people who struggle with their surf progression the most via this this aspect of being too um, too heavy are often cardio junkies. Mm. It happens all the time. I see it in so many surfers. So many surfers who struggle are, are constantly trying to outburn a poor diet, and you can never outtrain a poor diet because you'll have the inflammation, and you're if you're taking on sugars. It, you will not turn on your fat burning signaling. It's impossible. The mitochondria won't let you do it. If you are getting this insulin spike from sugars and too many carbs, you could be on a 1500 calorie diet, 2000 calorie diet and so on, doing loads of cardio and so on and shift nothing because you still haven't dialed in this addiction to carbohydrate, which is by the way, under fucking standable because I know, I mean, God, carbohydrate, Jesus and, and processed carbs and, and sugars and God, they're so, so good. But my good God, they are not worth it when you compare it to the joy that surfing can give you. The joy that those spikes in happiness give you from food cannot be compared alongside your surf progression because that runs deep, seriously. And and people would disagree with me. That's fine. I'd have a ton of surfers right now sit here and go, mate, my Friday night on the curries and on the beers um, and my Saturday where I make my cookies and they, they would disagree with me straight away. That's fine. I'm not then here to say that that's wrong. 
I think it's just this, it's about value systems. And for me, I know there'd be a lot of other surfers listening to this going, yeah, I think I need to make a change. I think I need to do, do something about that. Yeah, totally. And look, there's a place for that. I'm a, I'm, I'm a beer monster, let's say. I like that still. It's my weakness. Um, but I definitely would be honest and say at, at times it affects my surfing. I don't now drink on a, and I need to dial up the attendance at this. Uh, I'm sure Ads will say, having had my ass kicked a couple of times, but um, I don't now, Saturday nights, I don't drink because I do this BJJ on a Sunday morning and I definitely don't want to turn up there um, not feeling on top of my game. Um, because I'm inexperienced and I'm older and I'm not as strong or, uh, or as competent as the people that train there. So I don't want to give myself an extra layer of disadvantage. And it's really good for my discipline and because you've got, you've got a reason to say no. And, um, and that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Really cool, dude. Yeah, I love that. It's about, it's about motivation, isn't it? Um, dude, what an intro. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I didn't even cover what I want to cover, which I'll now cover in mine body stoking a bit but yeah just really good dude loads of good nuggets there um i loved your little little uh machado impression just the little oh, aussie there. i don't know how he came out aussie but um <laughs> it's maybe fucking... it's one of his products it's... <laughs> or is how, it he's a surf to turn your american accent into an aussie accent it's been this a new device it's been a surf boy. yeah yeah you wear it on the seafront on the beach so that people think oh you're from, oh, you're from australia wow oh and the, no no i'm using the new rob machado yeah device they had such kudos the Aussie surfers do you remember I know, you, mate. you used to hear an Aussie accent in Cornwall be like oh wow man or wherever um, that guy must rip they just so have this tr- expectation they just, everyone thinks you're yeah. Aussie you're going to rip yeah big. that's a heavy weight is of expectation it is, it? it is hey hope you're enjoying the show if you connect with what we do here at the Mindful Surfer why not share it with your friends or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review because the more ratings we have the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Segment number two, the mindfulness that we do each, each, each time. So let's, let's do a little bit of mindfulness. So take a breath in through your nose and then just breathe out. And take a breath in through your nose and breathe out. And then take another breath in through your nose. Just pause for a moment. And you hold your breath. And when you breathe out, really pay attention to what you can see. And then we'll do one more breath. So breathe in through your nose. Hold your breath again. And breathe out slowly. Very nice. We talked a lot on the show about the power of breathing and what it does for so many things. Um, relating it to surfing, um, you will, and this is being scientifically proven with some great research done now uh, by Patrick McEwen, who I think we've mentioned a lot on the show, around the impact that better breathing has on your cardiovascular performance. But the premise of the book, we've covered this before, but if you're first, first time you've heard me or us talking about this, it's this idea that when you nasal breathe and you breathe less frequently when you're tired, your performance actually paradoxically goes up. Because the conventional wisdom was always puff, 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 get all that air in, get inside you to recover from all that paddling. Um, 
And the, the, the actual, the, the, what they're finding now is that's not the case. Um, and it doesn't make it easy. My good God, I've done, I, I spent 36 years, so it's really two years ago that I started, maybe 30, 36, 37 years breathing heavily through my mouth when I performed exercise. To breathe through my nose is a serious skill when I'm paddling hard. And I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it because I think in surfing, one of the challenges is it's sort of all this mucus and seawater and moisture that makes it a little bit harder. But one thing I have noticed for sure, when I get back out into the lineup after paddling through and I'm recovering, the recovery is definitely quicker before the next wave. Like it's just a few seconds and bang, I can go again if I, if I, if I do the nasal breathing. Whereas if I mouth breathe, it's a good 10, 15, 20, 25 seconds before I'm truly ready to, to go for another wave maybe. Um, how do you find that? Do you, do you notice you're breathing in the water much? Yeah, I was thinking about it today actually because it wasn't really a heavy paddle, was it? You know, you saw the conditions weren't fierce, but I was trying to kind of, it's, it's trying to stay, it's just trying to relax, isn't it? It's trying to be more fluid on the paddling around. So you're not like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, which then you t- it tires you out. You know, tired you up. I wonder if that's how Salas, uh, Noel Salas does his breathing. I've just got this idea that he sort of breathes like that. My wave, my wave, my wave. Um, yeah, and but no, nasal's really good. I've, I've, I've really cracked this in the last few years, nasal breathing. But it's difficult for me because I've got like my, you probably got this from rugby, but my septum inside my nose some uh, is just all over the place. When the docs looked at it ages ago. They were like, whoa, it's <laughs> up there. Because my nose looks pretty straight out off on the outside, but the inside's a bit mashed, I think. Um, so it, one side is usually a lot harder to kind of clear than the other, but nasal breathing has definitely helped that. It's lessened that. Um, and it's remarkable for calm. I find the nasal bit much more calming. You know, it's calming whether you're in, in the water or out of the water. Um, it sort of deepens the, um, uh, the relaxation of, of you know mindful breathing breath awareness um i i find uh, and i was a little bit skeptical of it the, the first i was like well i'm just air coming in air going out um but then i think it helped with things like like environmental irritation you know if if for dust and pollution and pollen and all that sort of thing the more I nasal breathe the less impacted i am by it um and and that's definitely an, an upside but for exercise absolutely um i do find myself just you know, when you're trying to get air in, a sea is a slightly different environment, isn't it? Because you, yeah, you, you're right. You've got water washing over your head. You've just got to get air in as you as best you can. And actually, when people and I, I swim quite a lot, um, and I've been a bit rubbish on training recently. Uh, that's for me entirely mouth breathing. It's when you swim, the stroke you use, and the, you take a mouth breath. So slightly different there in the pool. It's, it's a good challenge whenever you're doing exercise to to breathe through the nose in, in any realm but especially when there's water involved but yeah it's a good one to it's a good one to explore and, and just ch- check out that book i mean never ever take our word for anything just go and read that book it's called um the oxygen advantage very very interesting uh, just to go off on a tangent actually because i'm i'm interested in functional breath stuff from the point of view of um uh, and i need to go back to these articles but you know dmt which is the most powerful um let's let's call it sort of a psych uh, hallucinogen it's kind of broadly speaking you know it allows you to access and often molecule often yeah it's di dimethyl tryptamine or something i think it's called i can't come back to it something along along those lines um any anyway it's it's the most potent hallucinogen it's the most potent uh, mind-altering substance out there 
Um, but there's a school, and, and usually, you know, people access this through kind of synthetic or taking taking a substance, you know, smoking it, um, or or taking it orally, but with 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 something that activates the release of, of DMT and, and and therefore takes you off on this very short um, but kind of crazy trip into another realm. I haven't done it, but it's, it's fascinating to read about. But the reason I sort of bring this up is that. There's a, there's a there's a line of study that shows that you can release this stuff, um, which they think is kind of from your pineal gland, which is the third eye in all the kind of mystic uh, Eastern philosophies, isn't it? Uh, but and and kind of it, it, you can get to a release of that um, via deep breathing and meditation. And for me, that's the thing to chase because I, I think just just that idea that uh, through breath work and through meditation you can access something that may require usually a, a external stimulus to get there is is remarkable and uh, even if you just slightly touch that and, and there are times you know when i've been you know going through this period of repair through my back the the physio and sports rehabilitation person that helped has helped me with that is very much into combining that with breath work and 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 feelings of um uh, repairing your body from the inside and allowing your body to repair itself as well. And that comes through sometimes almost accessing this state. So I, I haven't got there, but it's it definitely I've, I've found a, a new r- room or realm, if you like, via this state. And it's quite, it's far out. You know, it's, it's such a sort of unique experience, but nowhere near obviously the synthetic version of that yet. But I, you start to knock on the door a little bit and say, I'm in such a slightly altered state here uh, through just simply breathing and meditation. Nothing else. No, 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 no other stimulus. So cool, dude. And it's it's always the best way, isn't it? Sounds woo woo. Hey. No, it's no, it's not. It's not. It's it's actually coming through a lot more. There's a couple of authors. It's Joe Dispenza's one. Yes, yeah. The other ones, uh, Dawson Church. A um, couple spring to mind, and um, yeah, I mean, I I think I've met. So I've meditated for a fair few years now, um, daily. Um, and not always, but I, I've had a number, uh, where again, just like the surf yeah. thing, you know, spontaneously, um, I've ended up transcending, um, w- what feels like time, um, in the sense that th- my body has become so relaxed that my mind and body are now, have now kind of gone. That's the feeling. And, and it's like a sense of, it's a sort of completion feeling like you feel can to one absolutely feel you feel complete and you feel com- just there's no separation no segments no nothing no yeah no thing saying that no thing no you are in no you 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 become nothing it's a sense of sort of god well, I, I i'm absolutely well we're going deep here you you go at one with it all. You, you become nothing and everything that's it all at the same time at the same that's time. kind of where it's going and 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 that takes me all back to the beginning will when you you, you start to look at the absurdity of labeling ourselves you know as 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 whatever let's say uh jo- even in the job world this person's a cleaner this person's a uh banker this person and there's this hierarchy same with surfing this person is into beginner this person is a kook this person is advanced this person and then you're into other realms of well that person is from here and this constant sort of ego requirement to other somebody else to make them feel different to give you a sense of elevated purpose or that you're better than them but really when you get into those days this is why it's kind of freaky and great and all that stuff at the same time is that that oneness of everything 
starts to really kind of make sense. And it is such a sort of uh, challenging thing for me as well, because you kind of be, you know, when you've been plugged into the, the world and you've been part of that kind of grow ego kind of thing that's, that everybody goes through. And then you go, oh, well, actually, there is more to this. There's loads more to that. And you know, we've always said surfing helps you cheat your way to that state sometimes. It, it's, a, it's a hack. You know, if people say, how do I hack that state of mind? Go surfing. So go surfing. True, go surfing and don't take your ego in with you. And then you'll get there. But that breath work that takes you into this place where, yeah, you're, you're, you're nothing and everything all at the same time. And it, for me at the moment, it's tiny glimpses of that, right? So I, I can't maintain that state for very long. But even to touch it for a few seconds is, is amazing. And plus it kind of, this is why people, you, you could maybe link that to religions and mantras and prayer and all that sort of thing. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a world that you, you kind of you, I'd love to explore more well, 100% dude I mean if you think about all the religions they would have started the transcendent experiences and prayer for example uh, is an act of, of being meditative being, being present with the oneness of all life and uh, the, we can call that God that, that's what people in religions might, might want to call that or do call that um, but there's no doubt that, that they were real feelings that were being felt as to why you would be as motivated as those pe- as lots of people would have been to to write about it to a degree where you go, well, this is this is the way to to live because that experience I had was more true than anything else I've ever experienced in my life. It wasn't it wasn't like normal life experience. That that experience was the truth. It was so 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 powerful that that it was like oh oh well it, it's all about love. I felt it there. Let me write about it now forever and make this, make it, make it a thing where I get everyone else to do the same. But the thing with that is, of course, what humans do is they then take it and filter it and they, and, and they ruin it. And, and it, it becomes, because, yeah, people try to attach power and control. Of course, as soon as ego gets involved, it's a, it's a, it's the worst filter. So, but also within that, within that sort of realm, and this kind of comes back to surfing as well, is that this kind of idea that the, 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 the more that you unshackle yourself to express yourself, but to swim against the, you know, the convention says, don't be bloody stupid. <laughs> what are you talking about? Come on, you stupid. What is he going on about now? But the more we allow people to just explore that or, 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 or chase something that's not just the, treadmill of do 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 acquire 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 grab 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 i'm sure i'm positive the world might be a better place for it you know if every if every leader you know or every person that does try and grab power and attraction has to go through that process themselves of uh, of 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 seeing that of deep breath. maybe they do but I, I doubt it you know that self-reflection that co- connection to no time no place no one nothing you know there's a there's an element Eckhart Tolle would say this stuff that the world would be a better it would we would move on to that sort of higher plane if you like it, it would it would be such a better place because I think what we'd do is be creative I think that when me, the, these sort of media channels and governmental channels and all that stuff that oligarchal that whole system uh, injects fear into people um, as a motivator to to do things like be controlled and so on. Um, yeah, instead, it of doesn't, lo- instead of love because fear has a vibration exactly love has a frequency exactly. and a vibration, of course right? it does and it just doesn't it doesn't lead to creativity creativity to solve issues uh, that might be taking place in the world really only happens out of 
the spiritual realm. And so yeah, you can't you can't solve, and this is a great Wayne Dyer quote. Um so you can't solve a problem uh with a physical solution. You so his quote in the end ended up becoming every physical problem requires a spiritual solution. And it's it's true. It, it absolutely is. It, it humans are remarkable creatures when they get out of their own way and we uh come together and and find ways and it's remarkable what they do it, we we're we're a crazy bunch once a, but of course when once fear is involved and ego um we go the other way too but that's cool but then you know that's where new earth is such a good book the, 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 the Eckhart Tolle's new earth i recommend everybody read because it's just it's just it really does talk about everything we're just saying now so true dude i mean i i actually found it i'm on this bit of a kind of an eternal midlife crisis in a way and surfing is part of that and as as my some of my buddies would joke about this and but it's it's all about growth isn't it and exploration and learning and creativity and things that aren't you know are great if you try them um but 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 talking about that spiritual solution to things and, and actually probably i watched this great great things it won't be for everybody's cup of tea uh, yesterday on netflix about um it's it's an actor i forget his name an american guy quite famous but uh, not famous enough for me to remember his name but he he's a kickboxer and he, he's presenting a series on fighting and, I, and and one of the episodes i watched last night um was talking about it was particularly sensitive because it was in the israel and it was like how do they bring all these people together from different religions in this kind of very conflicted part of the world into a into a gym where they're learning pretty kind of fierce very physical uh, fighting techniques with and against each other but to my points over the last couple of weeks with my exploration to bjj and what i found when i was boxing this resonated really well is that one of the kind of you know this like hard guy this utter hard man who was like running these courses said there is a brotherhood to this physical contact that because it's controlled as well, you know these people aren't killing each other. They're 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 learning a technique, but they're but they're it's skin on skin and it's physical and it, it hurts and you 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 get bruised and you bleed and you it, that you you're reminded in that those situations that no matter what somebody else looks like or who they they they, they bleed the same as you and they sweat the same as you and it's a bit weird to somebody who hasn't done it, but you know you're sweating on each other and you, you've probably done it playing rugby, but there is a sort of um, there is some kinship in, in in afterwards where the person who's just punched you in the face or has just like strangled you or uh, nearly broken your arm, you feel connected to them in a way that is so hard to explain to somebody that hasn't done it. Uh, and and they sort of touched on this, and it's weird that they were solving a connection issue through something that from the outside looking in looks like violence, right? But it's controlled. And it's a reminder that we all hurt, but we're all... And then afterwards, there's a sort of deep, deep connection with those people. It's, it's, it's a tremendous thing. So, I'd love, to, I'd love so to explore cool. that more. So, so cool. But it's, 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 it's a real interesting thing when people make snap judgments of, of things like combat sports or martial mm. arts and so on without actually being involved in what they are really teaching. Because yeah. what they're really teaching is, is love and connection and yes, health. It's That's strange. what they're teaching in the end. That's really yeah. what they're about. You know, the, the, the roots of them are... And, um, it's yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey and exploration into yourself. But dude, I'm loving that you're doing yeah. it. It sounds fucking. You're getting a proper flow experience from it. Like, it's really like surfing, like surfing, like surfing. Um, mind body stoke. Moving on, segment number three. I just want to mention something on mind actually, which is that I um, listen. 
it happened. You know, you have, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I, day after having had a quite a good session on Saturday, um, was coaching rugby kids on Sunday and I had a little injury. Um, it was a sort of what we call a micro tear. It wasn't, a, it wasn't bad enough to stop me walking or anything like that. I didn't get any, get any inflammation in my, in my knee, but I had this little sensation on the outside of my knee. Um, and all week been trying to heal it. Um, but I tried to surf on Tuesday, I think. I injured it on Sunday. And it backfired, it did. And I, I came in from the, from, the, from the water feeling a little bit dejected. Bit de- not dejected is a strong word. I felt a bit tired is all. I didn't actually feel down. I don't really go there that often nowadays. It t- takes a fair bit to get me in that state. But I just kind of felt a little bit kind of just, yeah, a bit tired. Because I didn't get the stoke. I came in sort of like, no, no, I had three waves. I surfed two of them very averagely for me and one fairly poorly because I just couldn't handle it with, with, the, with the pain. Um, and this whole week has been a good mind challenge for me because we do get waves most days this time of year. And, f- you know, it's what we love to do, love to go in. But I had to flip it. And I, the way I flipped it was like, right, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really work at this. I'm going to get my upper body stronger than ever because I normally don't do that much upper body volume during the, during the winter because we're just paddling so much. But no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add in some extra upper body work this week. That feels great. It make, it's made my neck feel so much better, which was niggling me from just tons and tons of surf. Before that injury, I'd, I'd surfed a, a bunch. So there's a silver lining. And, and, and then, you know, filming the likes of yourself, other friends as well and enjoying being on the seafront, f- filming you filming you boys. And it's so important when, not if, but when, <laughs> when, when we have to have time out of the water through uh, sometimes money, sometimes lack of time, uh, injuries and whatever gets in the way of family uh, situations or, or, or whatever, that we learn the skill of, of letting it be because it's hard. It, you want to just surf, surf, surf. And who doesn't? And that's, that's life. But um, having time out of the water has been good for me. It's, it's been a good silver lining. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good challenge, isn't it? I mean, I this week work's been just piled on top with without without respite really, and um, has prevented you know combination of that plus light. So post work is dark, even if the waves are pumping, because uh, we're in that time of year. And then the tides work against you as well, and suddenly your window is so slim during the week and even at the weekend to get in the water where we live. So um, it is a. It has been a month. And I, I hum, hum, the human angle of it creeps in and you get frustrated and you become a harder person to live with and all. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get a little bit frustrated and, and then the mind also drifts to dreaming of things like bodies oh my god and surfing hmm. over coral reef and all that kind of jazz one day will and you know who knows futures um, yeah life's we, strange you, you, we, who knows but it, it does and I I used to love going away in winter it was always my thing. I used to go away to, to Bali. And that's, there's another thing, you know, there's another barrier, you know, the family. I've had family. Um, and since having family, I, I never intentionally thought, oh, okay, well, that's going to mean I, I can't go traveling. But it just ha- happened naturally because, you know, with my, with my income and with time and with care for children and all the little factors that go into to doing big trips, um, I haven't done that. I, I can't remember the last time I surfed in Bordies. It would have been now... I mean, I've had little dib, you know, dibs and dabs here and there in the in the UK and in Portugal. And geez, I'm not listen. I'm not ungrateful for any of those experiences. Talk about first world problem, Jesus. But I think proper bodies uh, on pumping waves. Um, it's got to be nine, probably nine years. The year before 
we had Daisy. She's eight years old. Yeah. Only nine years. So yeah, it's it. And this and is it, where social media is painful, isn't it? Because you see all these guys posting their pictures of I know turquoise waters and bintang beers and yep. all that jazz, yep. and they're having, living their best life. But you, if you make the most of what you've got, this then is everything. Dude. You're the happiest man on the planet. Honestly. You wherever you go, there you are, and it's so so cool that like one of our favorite conversations we've had is that you you can't be happier somewhere else. It's such a strange idea to a, to a mind that hasn't woken up that much yet. It's an alien approach that like well, of course you'll be happier if you went surfing in your shorts all the time. Not the case. It's no. just amazing. It's so humbling that isn't it? It's like once you really wake up and start noticing how your mind goes everywhere where you go, <laughs> then you're like ah. Yeah. Well, the bag that you're carrying goes with you. Yeah, it does. And so unless you clear that out, you're it. taking it on the plane with this you as well. It. This is it. So if you if you're happy as a person now, you know, wherever you're sat and being present, well, you'd be present and happy somewhere else, but it wouldn't be better not worse. It's just extremes aside, you know, if you you know, in a war-torn country, you know, it's very different, but extremes aside, you'd be no better or worse off. You just you it's just you you inside your environment. But listen, guys, I mean, Surf Media, just last little segment, do you want to mention? I, I, apart from that thing I was watching on Netflix, which, which totally unrelated to surf, but I know there's a lot of surfers that follow this that also do, I mean, this. I'm late to the party on this BJJ stuff. It's popular, isn't it? And it's it, complimentary and all that sort of thing. So, and there are, you know, martial arts, MMA and kickboxing. It's, there's a lot of people who do that. So, um, I'll try and find the link and put that in there. But it's, uh, um, that that was pretty that was pretty good. Um, but surf surf media I've been watching is is usual. So I actually did talking of and probably this is what sort of triggered the conversation. I watched Kale Brock in the Maldives in the Southern Maldives surfing beautiful waves and staying in this beautiful place. And I did get a slight twinge of. Ooh, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. maybe one day. Yeah, it's. it's, it's Special place. It looks like the Maldives, and uh, it's very similar to sort of the Mentaways, Bali, all these sort yeah. of tropical destinations. That you know, it's it's special. But listen, all we good. love what we have as well here, and that's that's the whole point, right? We do. So let's get off. Nice one, guys. Get, off, get in. Thanks for having us. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye.